Hey there, welcome to the Real Happy Mom podcast, the weekly podcast for moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode number 79. Well, I am so glad that you are back to joining me for another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. And today I will not let you down. I got another great guest that's going to be helping us with our money. So today I have Nikki and she is going to be talking to us if we've been laid off or if we haven't and we got some extra money on how we can best set ourselves up financially. Now, before we jump into this episode, I have one of my mommy dentist friends who is going to be sharing her win with us this week. So let's check out this week's mommy win. Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Dr. Arnell Wright, and you can find me on Instagram using the handles at the Daily Dentist and at Every Day with Dr. A. I am a general dentist by trade and an entrepreneur at heart. In the entrepreneurial space, I walk alongside women, helping them grow in life, leadership, and interpersonal relationships, all on purpose. And my one win for this week is sitting down with my family at the kitchen table each morning, doing a morning devotional and watching my three-year-old recite the full armor of God. Now, I think it is so sweet when we can all sit together as a family. So I think it is awesome that you were able to do that. So yay you. Now, if you are listening and would like to be featured in an upcoming mommy one, it's really easy. All you have to do is go over to Instagram, follow me at Real Happy Mom. Then you want to go over to the DMs and send me a message. You'll press and hold that microphone button. And what I want you to do is tell me your name your IG handle, what you do, and how you are winning. Simple as that. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could be really, really small. Any win counts. I just want to make sure we celebrate you. Now that we have that out of the way, it is time to jump into this week's episode. All right, so we got Nikki today, and I am super happy to talk to you because you have a lot of answers to my questions for today. So welcome (laughs) to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Now, before we get going with talking about money today, I wanted you to just share a little bit about you and the story behind She Saves, She Travels. Yeah, well, thank you. So my husband and I have been traveling for years and years and years, and I started noticing a trend that whenever we'd get back from um, a vacation, people would always ask us like, well, how do you do it? And I think there's some kind of like misconception that traveling can cost a lot of money or you have to be really rich to travel when really that's not the case. For us, it was all about like prioritizing travel within our finances and organizing our money in such a way that we can make it work. And so I actually started a travel and personal finance blog, She Saves, She Travels. And then I'm also now a um, certified financial coach. So I can help people to organize their finances on like a one-to-one level in order to help them to achieve their goals, whether it's travel or not. Awesome. And yes, you are going to be helping us today with organizing our finances. And at the time of this recording, we're still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. And so finances is a huge concern for a lot of us. In particular, I know I was tracking paying down some debt after talking to another guest named Kendall on episode number 17. But now with the pandemic, I feel like 
I'm making a fraction of what I was normally making and I can't really focus on paying down debt. So my question for you would be, what should I be focusing more so on? Is it saving or should it be paying down debt? Well, I think it really depends on each person's situation. So generally, I recommend to continue paying the minimum debt payments and then any extra money that you were putting towards your debt could go into savings. And that would be true, especially if you have a small or even no emergency savings. If you were somebody that already had several months of savings, like you know three to six months of the essentials in a savings account, and you had a steady income, I'd say keep moving forward with your debt payoff goals. But generally, I think you know COVID-19 has taught us so much about ourselves and our society. And one of those things is that having money in the bank for situations that are completely unexpected is so important. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I will say I received my um, stimulus check, which I did not think I was going to get, but I got it. (laughs) And a few days later, I got my tax return. So honestly, like I said, I didn't think I was going to get a stimulus check. So I didn't even touch it because I didn't feel like it was my money. I was like, I don't know whose money this is. (laughs) And I just gave it to my husband. I was like, I'm not touching that. I don't know. Like it doesn't feel right. And then the income taxes, I put that in a savings account. I haven't really touched it. I think I took a hundred dollars out of it and the rest of it's in savings because I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I I know a lot of times we hear like, oh, have a minimum of this amount in your savings or have this amount of living expenses saved. But what would you say is a good general rule for having a certain amount in savings or at least a goal to have in savings? Well, I think it depends on each person. Um, You know, it depends on like what your rent is and what kind of like monthly expenses you have. So for instance, I know there's kind of like a rule of thumb of like, oh, let's just have a thousand dollars like in emergency savings. But if you're living in a very high real estate area where your rent is, you know, double that, that doesn't work for you just to have that. And that's just one single payment. So I usually say like, what, what are you paying for on a monthly basis that you couldn't cut out? So like you could cut out eating out if you lost your job, you could cut out, you know, the extra like um, entertainment expenses, but what are the things that you have to pay for every month? And then I would say at this point in time, a three to six month, like emergency savings would be the best thing to have. I know for me personally, I'm tracking more towards like six to 12 months just because I'm like, oh my gosh, I always thought, you know, three to six months was enough. But now I'm thinking like, gosh, I didn't expect to have like a global pandemic that would affect everybody. And so I truly think the more, the better. And I know that that's a little bit um, intimidating for some people to think like, gosh, that's a lot of money. And it is. But especially now with layoffs and that kind of thing, you just never know how long you'll be out of a job. And having that security blanket there will make you feel so much better in literally every area of your life. Now, for the moms that have commission-based jobs like realtors or insurance sales agents, how should we budget, especially during these times? Well, I think, you know, the first thing would be exactly what you said to actually use a budget. You know, I think sometimes people think that they don't make enough money to budget or if their income is variable that they shouldn't be budgeting or they don't know how. But in reality, when you budget and you track your spending, you're actually freeing up more of your income to go towards your goals. So for, so for variable incomes, I'd say take the base amount that you expect to get paid and estimate low with that. And then you cut out anything extra from your budget that's not an essential purchase. So shopping, fast food, things like that. And then you see where that brings you. Does the pay cover your housing, your transportation, 
food, like your at-home cooking food and your utilities. And if not, then it's time to cut more or hustle more. And there's a million different ways to make money online that could be done outside of your job if you're um, experiencing those really low commission jobs right now. I wanted to see if we could just like brainstorm some of those ways that we can make some money on the side really quick, just because I know some moms are like, okay, I need some ideas at least to get them started. Yeah. Um, you know, gosh, there are literally a bazillion things to do. You could start an Etsy shop selling a craft that you make, get your kids involved in this too. Like they can help you go scoop poop around the neighborhood for all the families. Like it doesn't sound fun. But, you know, it's a really fast, easy way to make money that brings money in right away. You could be a dog walker. You could ask, you know, your neighbors if you could walk their dogs. Things that are limited personal interactions right now are important, but there's just so many different ways that you could make money. You could buy things on thrift and refurnish them and refurbish them and then sell them for higher than what you purchased them for. So there's a lot of different ways. Just get creative with it and think about the skill set that you have that you could easily turn into a side hustle. Now, I want to switch gears just a little bit and talk about investing because I feel like this is a really interesting time and a lot of people are wondering, like, should I invest? Should I not invest? So I I guess the question is, is is now a good time to invest our money? Well, that's a really good question. And I am a certified money coach, meaning that I can help with day-to-day money issues I am not a you know, financial advisor. I don't sell investments or insurance. So I technically am not licensed to give you specific um, advice. But what I've told my coaching clients is this. It's absolutely a good time to buy investments. If you have six to 12 months of savings set aside in an emergency and you don't have any consumer debt. So consumer debt is things like credit card, student loans, car loans, home equity loans, et cetera. Does the mortgage in your home loan, that falls under that too as well, right? Um, I would consider that like real estate debt. And so if you are good on your consumer debt, then that's when I would recommend that you could kind of put more into investments. I mean, obviously if you have an extremely high mortgage or, you know, it's kind of harder to manage that payment, then you could start paying more on the principal before you started to invest. But because it is such a good time to buy as well, I would just say like, make sure that you connect with a front certified financial advisor, somebody that can tell you exactly what you should be um, putting your money into at this point in time. Okay. And the other thing that I'm seeing too, speaking of a great time to buy is cars, because I've seen so (laughs) many commercials for all of these wonderful deals going on with cars and some of these other bigger purchases. And it looks so enticing. So what things should we think about before we make a big purchase, like purchasing a car? Oh my goodness. So I know it's so tempting to see those really good deals. And, you know, I would say this, really evaluate that purchase. Were you planning on buying that big ticket item this year before you saw the marketing for it? Or is it something that you're like, oh my gosh, this is a great time to buy? Because here's the thing, there's always going to be another great time to buy something. I know we're in a little bit of a unique situation right now, but there will always be another sale. There's always going to be another opportunity to buy something. And then also think, do you truly have the money for it? Because one thing that I see with my clients is that they're locked into all these payments all the time, and they don't have the flexibility within their finances to do the things that they truly want, like travel and creating those memorable experiences with their kids. And so just consider all of those two before you buy big ticket items right now. 
I'm kind of one of the impulse buyers. So one way that I've helped myself with not just going and buying something is I will like tell myself, okay, I'm asleep on it. And if tomorrow mm-hmm. I still want to get it, then maybe we can, we can talk to the husband about getting it, but I don't just immediately buy things as soon as I see it now. Absolutely. And also think about like how much of your life do you have to work to get that item, right? Is it a hundred dollar pair of jeans? How many hours do you have to work to earn that item? And then if it's a car, like how much of your life are you going to spend in exchange for that? And sometimes that helps like put it back in perspective. You're like, I don't really want to have to work years for that new car. So I think I'm good with the one I have now. Yes, I like that one. That definitely makes me see things different. And I don't really want that car anymore. So I like it. <laughs> now, I want to talk to the moms that are financially in a good place. They have their base salary from their jobs because they're working from home. Plus, they received or they're going to receive a stimulus check. So what are some things that we can do to set ourselves up to have a nice vacation, for instance, if we know that we have a tendency to be impulse buyers like myself? Well, you know, it's a good spot to be in to have a steady income right now and to get, you know, the extra like unexpected amount of money. And so whenever like a bonus or an unexpected amount comes your way, I always ask a, you know, how can I help? How can I use this money to get towards my goals? But honestly, it's also about balance. Like everything in life is about balance and your money shouldn't be so restrictive all the time that you feel like you're trapped. Um, And so what I would say to that is, you know, be responsible with a portion of that money and even with things that you're maybe not buying right now. So let's say you're not spending money on daycare or, you know, extra entertainment or eating out, save some of that money and be responsible with it. So put it towards debt or put it towards your emergency fund, but then have fun with some portion of that money too. You know, whether it's 75%, 25% or whether you just take, you know, a small amount and you put it towards something. I mean, definitely money is a tool in our lives. And so using it to get the things that you want is important. And a stimulus check is a fantastic way to start saving up for your next vacation. Yes. And speaking of vacation, I just want to talk about that really quick <laughs> because I know that that you are really good at getting people to the point where they can, you know, have these vacations without having to suffer financially. So if we are thinking, okay, I want to save this money for a vacation, are there steps that you would recommend us take as far as organizing or preparing for a vacation? Absolutely. So the very first thing that I would say is to open a separate vacation money account. So it can be like a separate savings account at the bank you have or a different bank, and then put money in that every single month consistently. So, and you can start small. So let's say that you work it out with your employer to have a small portion of your paycheck put directly into that account. So A, you're not seeing it come through and you're not like tempted to spend it, but B, it's a very consistent kind of trickle into that account. So you could start with $50 a paycheck or $100 a paycheck, really whatever it is that you're comfortable with. And then also, once you kind of get that and like used to having that money go straight there and then not in your budget, you're kind of have like adjust after a little bit. Well, then increase it or start making transfers directly from your bank account to that account to kind of help to supplement it. Or if you don't get a haircut this month because you're at home, take that money and put it in your vacation account. So you can kind of like put money in there every single month and then you can start really planning for how much you're going to need. So let's say that you have that money that's already trickling into that account. And then you realize that you want to go on a $2,400 vacation next year. Well, then you know that you're going to need to save $200 a month 
for the next 12 months in order to get to that goal. So then you just piece it down. You go, okay, that's 50 bucks a week that I need to put into that you know, vacation savings account. That way I can afford that for next year. And that definitely sounds doable when you break it down like that. You know, it's, it is, it's, it's really about, you know, prioritizing that and thinking, gosh, I would rather spend $200 this month on eating out instead of $250 this month on eating out, because I'm going to take that $50 and put it towards an experience and create those memories with my kids that I'm going to have forever and ever. I wanted to talk to the moms that have recently been laid off. In particular, what are some things that we can do to pick up the pieces and start moving forward in regards to our finances if we've been recently laid off? You know, that's a really tough situation to be in. You know, I'd say I would do everything that you can to get that unemployment going. I've heard horror stories about, you know, trying to get unemployment just because there's so many people that are getting it. So that's the first thing is just do everything that you can. And then the next thing would be is to call your lenders or your credit card companies, anybody that you owe money and that you have um, reoccurring payments to and ask them what options they have for delaying or reducing your payments. Because many, many lenders right now are giving consumers lots of options there. And then lastly, kind of like we talked before, start thinking about the skills that you have that you could make money with. While you're finding another job, get that side hustle. And then also think, you know, this is an opportunity to think fresh about what you want to do with your life and with your career. So just trying to be positive in that moment will really help. And especially if you have kids, because that's just going to feed into them. You know, they're going to be more anxious and more unsettled if you're anxious and unsettled about something like that versus if you're trying to be positive as well. Yes. Now you've given us a lot of really great tips and advice. And I just want to make sure if there's anything else that you wanted us to know about before we signed off. Well, I would say, you know, money is such an emotional thing. It's a tangible thing, but it's also very emotional. So just try your best with your finances. You'll make mistakes and we all do. But if you really start tracking your spending and taking control of your money, using a budget, the benefits will far outweigh any mistakes you've made in the past. So just keep going with it. Yes, I like that. <laughs> now, before we sign up, I wanted you to just give us either a motivational quote or words of encouragement for us real happy moms. It could be financially related or just mom life in general. <laughs> so I would say for that, you do you. And I say this often like on my social media accounts, but one of the really big things about money is that people have this perception of like, oh, I have to keep up with this person or that person in order to look a certain way or be a certain way or, or be the right kind of mom when really it's, you know, you got to do what's best for you. So you do you. Yes, definitely. Now, where can we find you online if we want to learn more about you and She Saves, She Travels? Yeah. So my website is shesavesshetravels.com. I am on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest as She Saves, She Travels. And right now I'm also offering um, anybody listening 50% off of their first financial coaching um, session to really try to help people as much as I can right now. And awesome. you can find that um, on my site if you go to shesavesshetravels.com slash coaching. All right. I will make sure to include that in the show notes. So Nikki, thank you so much for sharing all this with us. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. 
Now, Nikki gave us a lot of really great tips and advice. And if you want to connect with her and want to get the show notes for this episode, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 79. That's the number 79. There you'll find everything that we talked about as well as the links to Nikki's website and to that coaching that she was talking about that she is going to give us a discount on. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and rate and subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you're like, oh, I don't listen to it on a platform where I can't rate and subscribe, you can do me a favor and screenshot yourself listening to the podcast and put it in your stories on Instagram or Facebook. This helps me out by letting other moms know that this is a great podcast to listen to. And I want to make sure that other moms get to hear this message too. Now, next week, we have another awesome episode. If you haven't already, make sure you tune in on Thursdays where I chat with you and do a Mommy Talk Thursday. It's really quick. And I will be having a guest that will be sharing a poem, which is really, really awesome. So you definitely want to make sure you stay tuned for that. Now, that's all I have for this week. I will see you on next Tuesday or Thursday if you decide to check me out then. And I'll talk to you then. Take care with lots of love.